Welcome to Tailboard Talk, a fourth shift fitcast. The mission of Tailboard Talk and the fourth shift fitness is to educate and train fire service personnel to increase durability and decrease the potential for injuries and their associated costs. My name is Chris Morella, owner and founder of Fourth Shift Fitness. I'll use my experience as a personal trainer, strength coach, and 15-year veteran of the fire service to deliver tips, tricks, lessons, and information specifically geared towards the health and wellness of firefighters and paramedics. Each episode, you'll leave with immediate deliverables that will improve performance and resilience and keep you in the fight through your career and into retirement. Let's get into it. What's up, everyone? I'm Chris from Four Shift Fitness. Welcome to Tailboard Talk. And I'm out here in the garage. We just finished a workout, a garage gym workout. Uh, we got a pretty sweet setup out here. We moved a lot of stuff from the basement out here. Katie's working out again now. She's done with her six weeks after having Sawyer. Uh, man, she jumped right back in. We did a workout today that I was uh, having trouble keeping up. And she was just laying it on me. So it was uh, pretty awesome to see. And I'm glad she's jumped back in. And we're having a good time working out here in the garage while it's hot in Chicagoland, very hot and very humid. Anyways, I wanted to be out here recording this one because I'm sweaty, I'm gross, so I'm staying in the garage. And also, I'm talking about squats, and I want to be able to look at the squat stuff we have out here, so it kind of jogs my memory while I'm talking about it, because we have a bunch of stuff. We have the barbell, we have the landmine, um, we have a safety squat bar now, we have a trap bar, which you can use for squats for sure. Um, and we have like a TRX for assisted squats and I've heard from a lot of people, oh, and there's like, uh, dumbbells and kettlebells too, and a sandbag. So, I mean, all that stuff you can use for squats. And I'm bringing this up because I've heard, uh, several times uh, over the years about how people either don't think they should squat or don't think they can squat or have been told not to squat. And, uh, it just bums me out, man, because more than any, more than likely, it's not true, right? Unless you have a significant medical issue from a previous injury or something going on very specific to you, unless that's the case, you can probably squat. You've probably just either done it wrong, which is common, or you've been uh, told the wrong thing, or you had a bad experience with squatting, uh, most likely because whatever squat you're doing just wasn't appropriate or wasn't coached or administ- administered well, and so you got a bad taste in your mouth, or you got hurt, and then you just automatically assume that squats aren't for you, or uh, you just buy into the hype that squats will hurt your knees and your back and everything else. So I'm not going to get too preachy on this one, right? I think that you understand that I think that people, vast majority of people should squat. It's just about finding the right squat variation for you and the right one that fits your goals and fits your body and fits, uh, fits you squatting pain-free is number one, obviously. So uh, I'm going to run down just a quick list from, I would say, most difficult or most technically difficult to uh, more user-friendly, and I don't want to get too in the weeds because there's, I mean, there's a, so many squat variations. If you watch my social media or the videos I put up, I do a ton of the staggered squat stuff uh, or the rocket start, as Raph Ruiz calls it. Um, I do a lot of uh, asymmetrical squatting, and there's just a ton of variation in there. So I'm just going to go through some of the more common ones. Uh, and maybe if you're not comfortable with squatting or you're not familiar with the different kinds of them, maybe you'll hear one that gets you kind of interested in it or makes you ask more questions about it. And you can get squatting again because, to be honest with you, the old double knee bend is an extremely, extremely valuable part of any strength and conditioning or even just wellness program. So 
the most difficult one, and I don't do it a lot because I don't possess like the physical tools to do it very well, is the overhead squat. And this is, I mean, this one checks almost all the boxes in the, uh, the strength and conditioning buzzword continuum. I mean, you have to have good shoulder mobility and good shoulder stability and thoracic mobility and anterior knee displacement and hip mobility and triplanar, I mean, all that stuff. It, it hits all the check marks because there's so much involved with it. If you can't picture it, it's where you have your hands really wide on a barbell and then you keep it locked out overhead as you push your butt back and squat down all the way. It looks like a portion of an Olympic lift, a portion of a, a snatch. So think of it that way. And it takes a lot and it's very difficult. Uh, and a lot of people try it that probably shouldn't. And that may be why a lot of people have a bad taste in their mouth about squatting because that is certainly not um, what I would call a typical squat um, for the general population. It can be if you work at it, but it's, it's just not one of the more easily coached and easily picked up ones. For that, I would go more towards just the regular barbell front and back squat. Those are very recognizable. Um, while they can be complicated and can be intricate, it can just take a decent four to five real good cues to help someone do those squats well. And uh, specifically for the front squat, it does take better T-spine extension. It does take better lat uh, mobility. It does take a little bit better wrist flexibility. But there's ways to get around all that. There's variations of the front squat where you can adjust your arms and your your posture to avoid those sticking points. Uh, But those are very valuable because you can lift a lot of weight. right? You can load up, which we know is good for strength and good for bone density and good for longevity and wellness. You can load up. It also stresses your back, which is good. I don't mean to say stress in like a bad way, but it it exercises your back, which is good because it makes you resist letting the weight crush you to the ground like a diamond. And that's one of the best ways to train your back is to fix it in place and apply leverage and then resist that leverage. And I suppose kind of as I'm saying, that's that's kind of the basis for all strength and conditioning more or less. But uh, those two squats do a great job in doing that. It does take a pretty good coach's eye to know when to stop at the bottom of a squat uh, because we don't want to butt wink. We don't want to round your lower back at the bottom of the squat. What that indicates is that your hips have stopped moving, which should be the primary movers, uh, those in your knees, obviously, in the, the double knee bend in the squat. But it indicates that your hips have stopped moving and that your lower back is now moving instead of that. Your lower back, that's not its job, so it's pulling double duty. That's why a lot of people have lower back pain when they squat because they may go too low for their restrictions. That's another talk for another day. However, just keep an eye on that. If you're butt winking at the bottom, we need to take a look at what you're doing. It could be as easy as just fixing the width of your stance. Uh, A lot of times that can open up the pelvis enough and open up the hips enough uh, and let that kind of fall in between your femurs. But uh, something to look out for. As we get away from the barbell, uh, because I think there's tons of resources on the barbell. You can go to my YouTube page, see a couple of them, not very many, uh, but there's a lot of resources on the barbell. But let's talk about some alternatives because a lot of times people have an issue with the barbell. And that's where one of my favorite tools comes to play, and that's the landmine. Uh, and that's a landmine usually gets used in a variation of a goblet squat. A goblet squat is where you have one kettlebell or one dumbbell or one medium-sized dog or whatever you want to hold one of on your chest 
kind of at your chest, both arms lock it in, both hands lock it in, and then that keeps the weight uh, centered, it keeps it high on your chest, and then it keeps them in the front of you, which allows you to push your butt back to counterbalance that weight. So it lets you keep your posture very upright. It's very good squat variation for people who need to kind of relearn the squat or get comfortable with it again. And also it doesn't take a lot of equipment. It takes one of something, right? One dumbbell or kettlebell or, or medium-sized dog anyways. Uh, what I like is the landmine. I like it because uh, this the arc of it adjusts a little bit, right? It can it can give you more weight at the bottom than the top, kind of. It's not a very big arc, but it can do that. But also gives you a point of stability because it's not just you holding onto the weight in, in uh, space. Now you can actually push into this barbell, which is anchored, uh, download an anchor point and, and adjust and rotates with you. Um, and you can really load up in it. Uh, it means that you can exhaust probably your entire uh, weight plate set on a squat, on a, on a front squat, whereas you might be able to squat, you know, 275 or 300 on a barbell back squat. Uh, it might be significantly lower with a landmine front squat because of uh, the leverage, because of the amount of weight you can kind of put underneath your arms. You can't support it with your back and shoulders now. You have to actually hold it with your hands and support it with your arms and shoulders and traps. So it can change the game completely. Uh, it's a fantastic variation for anybody who's equipment limited or is just nervous about the back squat and wants a little bit extra stability and a little extra assistance with their, assistance with their balance and assistance with the weight as you stand up. It's a fantastic variation. If you're nervous about back squatting or front squatting, start with a landmine front squat. It's a, it's a great tool. Can't speak enough about it. And uh, if you follow my social media, you'll see that I use it frequently. Now, as we get away from the landmine, uh, we can use a regular goblet squat. We can do a double dumbbell front squat. We can use the trap bar as a squat, right? Because that's one of the benefits of the trap bar is you're not locked into that traditional hinge position as you would with a straight bar for a deadlift. So you can have the weight like in a suitcase position, basically with both hands on the trap bar, uh, and then really sink your butt and raise your chest. So that way you're in uh, pretty much a squat position. And again, you can put a bunch of weight on that thing. It's fantastic. Getting away from the weights completely, we have a couple of variations of the body weight squat or the air squat, right? We can jump with it, we can jump and rotate with it, or we can just squat. If you need a little bit of indicator, if you're doing it correctly or well, you can always put a chair behind you or a bench behind you or a medicine ball behind you and just kind of push your butt back until you feel a little bit of contact between your butt cheeks and that implement and then get off it. What we don't want to do is sit down, rock back, then rock forward to get momentum to stand back up again. I'd like to see you keep engaged with those muscles and just kind of keep your chest up, sink your butt back, heavy heels, brush up against that thing and then get out of it. Uh, the next one I'm going to talk about, and actually the last one, this is going to be a super fast episode, but I want to talk about the TRX assisted squat or the TRX squat or the suspension trainer squat because we're not sponsored by TRX, so whatever. Here's what I'll tell you. There's a lot of people that scoff at TRX assisted squats because they use their arms too much and they view it as like, okay, and that's a type of it, right? The squat to row or the actual assisted squat uh, where you can squat down, and then if you get stuck at the bottom, you can use your arms and pretty much bicep curl your way out of a squat because you're holding on to the, the straps and you're facing the anchor. You can kind of visualize that. However, there's a variation of the TRX-assisted squat that uh, will give you one of the most hellacious leg pumps you've ever experienced, and that is with straight arms. So you're going to face the anchor. You're going to have straight arms, so they're just hanging on. There's an extension of the straps, and then you're going to walk your heels forward 
So you're at a pretty decent angle. And then spike your heels in the ground. So really the only point of contact is going to be your heels. And the soles of your feet will be pretty much off the ground. If you sink your hips back and sit down in that squat, that's going to create uh, like a leg extension or almost a leg press type of movement because your spine is unloaded and it's all hips, it's all hamstrings, and it's all quads. And you can rep out a handful of those things and immediately start feeling a good pump. If you set the timer for 30 seconds or you decide you're going to do 50 of them, get ready, man, because it is going to be surprising. For something that's called an assisted squat, you think it'd be a regression but you can really dig into this. You can really burn out your legs with that squat variation. And I highly suggest that if you have a TRX or a suspension trainer, if you haven't tried that and you're looking for just a finisher or something to, to get a pump for the day because you're just only doing one or two things, try that out. Let me know how it goes. It's something that surprised me. Uh, I didn't expect it to be that terrible, but you can, you can burn yourself out on a TRX assisted squat if you position yourself correctly and make it all legs, all legs, no arms, all legs. Uh, so that's my challenge. Try that out. Let me know how it goes. This is just a quick episode today. Uh, we've been doing a lot of squats in the garage. Uh, and I, and it really, like I said, it bugs me when people say they can't squat or they've been told not to squat. It might be valid, right? It might be true for some very specific individual cases. But a lot of times, man, it's just because people aren't exposed to the right way to squat in general or exposed to a variation that works for them. So hopefully, uh, if you know somebody that's resistant to do it, if you send them this episode and just let them know there's more than one way to skin that cat, there's more than one way to do it, there's got to be a way that can be done successfully so they can get the benefits of it. Uh, that's what we're really going for. We want, we want the benefits without the pain. So if you have any questions, you know where to find me on social media at fourthshiftfitness, fourthshiftfit at gmail.com, fourthshiftfitness on uh, social media and YouTube. What else, guys? I don't know, stickers, shirts still available. Go pick some up. Those are pretty awesome. Uh, always feel free to reach out. If you need anything, go back in the past episodes. We, co- we cover a pretty wide range of topics on this, uh, this, this FitCast, the Tailboard Talk FitCast. So if you have questions about anything, if you want me to talk about anything, if you want to talk about anything, give me a shout. I'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, talk to you soon and be a force shifter.